Welcome back to the Chapter Chats and Chill podcast. Your cozy reading nook where we talk everything about books, tropes, fave characters and more. This is Elena. This is Marwa. And Emma. And we invite you to get comfortable, grab a cup of tea or coffee and get ready to enter a world where stories come true. All right. So for today's episode... We would really love to create like a holiday gift guide for you guys. And so we're just going to chit chat about um, bookish items that we would love to receive or we would love to give to someone depending also on their tastes. Right, girls? Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) There is a ton of potential gifts that we could give or, you know, just receive. So let's start with some book recommendations. I feel like this is like a very juicy topic. Uh, I love to give books. I don't know about you guys, but I love to give books uh, as presents to family and friends. To be honest, it's one of my favorite gifts to give. I don't give a lot of books usually because I only have very few friends who read. Why don't we start with some book recommendations for people according to their tastes or their hobbies? Yeah, it's a really good idea. Let's go. Okay. I have an idea for the hopeless romantic people. What would you girls give to a very romantic person as a gift? Mm, So um, in my case, I would definitely recommend Ailey Hazelwood's books. Like, um, I don't know if you girls read them, but we have um, The Love Hypothesis, Love on the Brain, um, a lot theoretically. So... The covers are so cheesy, but um, the stories are like doses of dopamine between pages. I mean, mm, the um, the stories are set in an academic environment and the writing is super light and addictive. We have a lot of punchlines, a lot of funny scenes. Um, and we also have all kinds of tropes, like from fake dating to grumpy feet sunshine to enemies to lovers. But yeah, I think it's the perfect gift for any hopeless romantic. I will totally recommend The Love Hypothesis by Ellie Hazelwood. It was on my list too. And I read it like last year and it was the best, the best for hopeless romantics. I think it really fits the category. So I completely agree with you, Marwa. But also I have to recommend Pride and Prejudice because it's my favorite book from all time. Plus you have Mr. Darcy. I mean... (laughs) it's the perfect character for this category so totally totally would recommend it and what about you Emma I agree uh the book that I picked for romantic people was also Pride and Prejudice for obvious reasons and I feel like going back in time in itself like so romantic um but I was also thinking of another book uh it's called The Dead Romantics I don't remember the name of the author Uh, I look it up and write it in the do you know it? I read it last summer, actually. Did you like yeah. it? No. <laughs> no. What do you mean? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm sorry, but I don't know. It just yeah. I don't know why. It's not. Maybe it's because he's, you know. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. And I'm not, I don't you, want to spoil did, the, the book. So you didn't like the ending. I guess the is quite poetic true but I don't know we just felt off like nothing happens 
during the book I don't know mm. I know what you mean um I found it very cozy and like a, a light book on its own maybe that's why I liked it uh, I was getting back into reading and so I feel like yeah it could be the perfect gift for someone who likes romance and isn't looking for a very invested or like a story full of twists and turns um, but I also find it kind of mysterious so definitely if you're into like paranormal things um, it might be a fun book for you I don't want to say too much because I would definitely spoil like yeah, the main <laughs> thing that happens. Uh, but I think it's a cute read. Uh, definitely read. It, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say that I actually liked the idea at first. Mm. That's why I started reading it. But then, I mean, the chapters were kind of long. And again, oh. Not really much happens during the book, so I don't mm -hmm. know. Expecting a lot of, not a lot of action, but uh, some plot twists, maybe. Or mm -hmm. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, just a disclaimer. It also talks about death, so that mm -hmm. could be if you don't want to read about that specific topic. If it's a sensitive topic for you, definitely, maybe this is not the book for you. Uh, but I'm really into like these type of types of books and uh, books about death. I think that was kind of the, the period I was reading it. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I have a book. A, yeah. Really? <laughs> you oh, okay. But I know if you read it, maybe you did. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the book thief? Yes. You read it? No. <laughs> the story is narrated by death. Um, who observes and tells the tale of uh, a young girl named, um, if I remember correctly, Liesl Miminger, something like that. And uh, she lives in the Nazi Germany during World War II. So, yeah, we kind of follow how uh, she deals with war and her uh, family adoption, her friends, and so on. And it's actually called The Book Thief because... She used to steal books and read them and uh, narrate the stories to her friend and her neighbors and so on. So that's why it's called The Book Thief. But it's really, oh, really, really good. I really like it. Actually, but, I had this one brother for so long because it, if it's in one in, in a category of book that you have to read before you die, and I really want to read it, but I didn't know about it. Like, I didn't know the plot because I always want to go blind in a book. But now it's even more interesting, actually. So thanks, yeah. Uma. Thank you. <laughs> it's really good because um, actually the, the writing is also kind of poetic. And uh, it's it's weird because it's uh, a war book, but it's cozy, kind of. Mm. Like uh, the, the family adoption are really adorable, especially like the father. And uh, yeah, it, also there's a movie adaptation which is also yes. good. So if you want to have, a, I don't know, a look at it. so Totally. I was, uh, I'm happy to hear this because I was a little bit worried about it being set in the world, like in the Second World War. I find it so difficult to read books set in the world uh, lately with everything happening. And I think it's a sad thing to say, but also like I, I can't really 
uh, start reading these types of books like I feel it would be too much for me uh, but if it's if it also has some cozy components that maybe yeah maybe I could give it a try definitely it's really really good I highly recommend it thank you I will add it to my Santa letter <laughs> <laughs> um how about girls do you have like any books that you would gift to a fantasy lover mm -hmm. I mean <laughs> I know I would <laughs> Elena do you want to start uh yeah of course six of crows but guys you already know but in order to change a little bit I think that Piranesi by Susanna Clark because it's really whimsical and magical. It's a story inside another story and everything, it, it, it happened in um, a maze. And I cannot say Ooh. a lot because actually you have, it's one of those books that you have to discover in order to like really understand it. And, and you have this Piranesi that is like, I don't know if I can say it. Well, the main ca character is Piranesi. Um, and then you have to discover all the book because otherwise, I don't know how much I can spoil it because at the end you will be like, oh, that's why this happened. It would be mind blowing. I totally recommend Piranesi. So, is it a standalone? Yeah, it's a standalone. It's perfect. It was my um, one of my five favorite book from 2021, I think, or 2022. Ooh. I don't remember, but yeah, I totally recommend it. What about you, Emma? Um, I feel like I have to go with one of the classics, like for us, and that would be Throne of Glass, um, by Sarah J. Maas. And I mean, I feel like if I would gift this book to you, it would probably be like gifting you a ticket to hell or heaven, depending on how you see it. Because <laughs> it's a very, very long series. Uh, is it seven, seven or eight books? I think? Um, I'm not sure. A lot eight. of books. Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, but I would specifically give this to like um a boy or a man, um, or someone who is into like high fantasy, complex worlds. Um, and I mean, I kind of made it my mission to just gift fantasy books written by women to everyone. <laughs> so I feel like I would probably that would be my choice definitely how about you Mara so um for me I will go with uh actually um my first fantasy series ever and that would be the Iron Pay series written by Julie Kagawa so um yeah I read the books like several times they just hold a special place in my heart so um uh, I don't know if you heard of it, but no. if not, the story follows uh, a girl named uh, Megan Chase, who is a normal, not so normal, like teenager, uh, whose brother has been kidnapped by some mysterious creatures. Um, and so she has to go looking for him with her best friend, who is... Ugh. her. Actually, her best friend is kind of my best friend because... I've known him since I was like 13 years old and he's like the best character ever but like a best friend character not a boyfriend not a book boyfriend but 
yeah so she goes looking for him in a place called the never never which is a magical realm and uh, along the way she discovers that she has some fairy heritage and uh, she became entangled to the political struggles of the fake courts she also um yeah i'm not gonna say more because i'm afraid that i'll spoil you but it's really really <laughs> really, really really good like it's the best it's even better i don't know but for me it's even better than Verno glass because Ooh, okay interesting um it has four books the the original series have four books and then we have the uh sequel which is uh the story of her brother um her brother and her son <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah <laughs> anything, but it's really 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 cool okay um how about books for people who love to travel do you have any recommendations weirdly enough no although uh, I travel a lot like I yeah. love traveling but I've never read a book that um is about traveling so I don't know also, it depends uh, from people to people, because, for example, if I travel a lot, I already have a Kindle, yes or no. And if I don't, I prefer a long book, short book. What I do you think? I'll go with light reads, maybe for travelers, because like you're exploring a city or doing a road trip. So we don't have really a lot of time to invest in a complicated read like uh, fantasy or something so maybe a light romance like I have books for summer uh, vacations like uh, The Unhoneymooners by uh, Christina Lauren or um, what else ah, I also have one called A Love and Gelato I don't know if ah. you've heard of it it happens yeah. in Italy so <laughs> maybe if someone goes to italy then i'll recommend love and gelato so yeah exactly and also for summer i think everything from emily Henry's, i think the one that uh wrote she wrote a uh, beach read uh beach read, yeah. <laughs> exactly for summer everything from her is is okay Actually, but again what i'm breaking hearts today but I'm not really a big fan of Emily either. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> but actually, I can relate. I read um, the the first one, like Beach Read, that it was not on the beach. And I remember everyone was shocked. Yeah, it, happens. <laughs> it, it, it happens in a in a camping house. No, not a camping yeah, house, but like a retreat house or something like that. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like. I just couldn't no because I tried to read it like several times like maybe four or five times in like three years but I never finished it I couldn't I just know, don't know why I, I there's something in her writing I don't know I read book lovers I finished it but it wasn't that good for me I don't know and also I cannot relate to the characters like I don't know I don't really like her character that much like mm -hmm. Well, for me, I can't really, because for me, her books are just fine. It's, they are okay. They are not bad or they are the best, but they are fine. Like they did their job. If you want to read it on a train, for example, it's okay. But then you <laughs> totally forget about it. 
and it's okay because a, a, a book can also do that so oh my god yes uh honestly with all the fantasy read readings and especially series that i've been reading um you know sometimes the emotions are so intense and so i love to have these shorter or lighter books especially romance books to kind of read in between one and the other uh, especially in between a long fantasy series because it kind of it settles my soul in a way and so I really love them for this reason like even reading lighter books and I mean it's very much up to personal taste I don't think there is necessarily like a lighter category of books and a more intense one um but you know even reading something that feels lighter is so heartwarming and honestly like I love that but I do have a couple of recommendations for people who love to travel one is a book it's a fantasy of course <laughs> but uh, it's I think for people who love to travel because they love to learn about different cultures and experience different cultures and it would be Ray Bearer by Jordan Ifueko. Um it's a fantasy the it's it's set in a world that mixes up a lot the western culture with the african culture and even Asian uh, components and uh, folklore and so I loved it very much because it's you know sometimes uh, fantasy books written by western authors only portray or mostly portray western culture and western folklore and I loved to learn about you know not monsters but like creatures that I've never heard about and different traditions um, and I love that it's a very diverse book and uh, it includes characters from all backgrounds um, and ethnicities so I think that's a pretty cool uh, fantasy book if you love to travel and experience something different uh, and learn new things and the other would be as you were saying like if you're looking if you're traveling and you're looking for just a shorter book uh, this is one I really love and I would probably gift to anyone and it's Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshi Katsu Kawaguchi I, I loved the, the book yes yeah do you like it yeah it was so nice and it was a magical experience mm -hmm. and it's like a collection of short stories in a way that by the end kind of entangle in one another uh, I love the cozy vibes and if you don't know the plot it's basically set in a cafe in Japan where you can if you're drinking like a cup of coffee you can how is it like meet the ghost of someone you knew with some requirements and limitations and only for as long as the coffee is warm um, it's really really lovely and heartwarming and I think in its simplicity it also delves deeper into more complex topics like love relationships family it's really really nice it's intriguing i saw it on book talk i think but i mm. was thinking it was like a collection of poems not a collection of short stories but it's definitely intriguing yeah <laughs> that is always involved in, in your reading so there is a pattern here 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I was thinking about something when you said, um, when you spoke about uh, different cultures. I remember reading um, a fantasy also when I was in high school, and it's about like Japanese culture. Um, so the books are called The Paper Gods. And uh, so basically it's about uh, the, the Japanese gods and the Japanese tradition. Also, the story is set in Tokyo, if I remember correctly. And the books are so, so pretty. And uh, I remember like, it's really a complete different set from what we used to read. Like we have the, um, the Yakuza gang, I think it's called Ooh. like that. Okay. Yeah, we have Yakuza gangs, we have like, um, I don't know what they call the, you know, the sports when they use the, um, they're not swords actually, but um, katanas. Uh, it's named in French, but I don't know it in English. No? Is it the katanas? Yeah, I don't yes, know if it's in we English. we have katanas, but we also have like, you know, the other one when um, we also uh, see them in, um, in animes. Like they wear a mask and a suit and they have like a sword. It's not really a sword, but it looks like a sword. Wait, I love Something like Shinigami or something like that. Um, fencing, it's called. Like I could share my screen with you so you know what I'm talking about. But sure. <laughs> we still have a lot to learn about Japanese yeah. culture. <laughs> so this is fencing. Oh, I will. Okay, then I mean, yeah. Okay. It's scherma in Italian. <laughs> ah, it's close to the French word because the French word is escrime. So, what what does this have to do with the book? Is it like, like uh... um, the the main character, if I remember correctly, plays fencing, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big part. It's kind of a big part in the... I don't know. It's kind of a big part in the Japanese culture because, for example, I used to watch a lot of animes and, like, almost always the main character... One of the main characters plays fencing, so... Really? Yeah. All right. Any book recommendations for fairy tale lovers? Mm, yes! Actually, I do have a recommendation for fairy tale lovers, and that would be the um, how are they called? The Lunar Chronicles by uh, Marissa Mayer. So I heard about it. You heard about it? So like, it's a young adult science fiction series composed of four books. And uh, each book is a retelling of a classic. So um, book number one, uh, which is called Cinder, is a retelling of Cinderella, who is a mechanic cyborg in uh, Marisa Mayer's universe. Um, we also have book two, who is about the little red riding hood. Uh, book three, about Rapunzel. And uh, book four, about Snow White. And there's also, uh, by the same author, we have uh, Heartless, which um, explores the backstory of Queen of Hearts, uh, the villain from um, Alice's Adventure in Wonderland. So yeah, we get to see how uh, she turned into a baddie. And uh, yes, they're good. They're actually, uh, the stories are actually really original. And 
kind of different from the usual fairy tale stories. So yeah. And also shout out to the cover because the cover of the Lunar Chronicle are amazing. Like so, I mean, at least they are so cool. But the books are fat, like this fat. The last book, <laughs> if I remember correctly, like this. So wow. Okay. How about you, Elena? I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Sorry. Um, I didn't either. I, I didn't have any recommendations either. And then um, like a couple of weeks ago, I was watching TikTok endlessly scrolling mm-hmm. as usual. Um, and I stumbled across the, the profile of or a TikTok from this guy. He's Italian and he kind of evaluates rare books. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about the tales of Beedle the Bard, Bard um, from, from uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, yeah. And it it seems so it seems so interesting to me because um, so essentially it's this book doesn't really or didn't really exist in real life, and then she actually wrote it um, to make it come to life. And so she originally created only seven copies, if I remember correctly. They were handwritten by her. The covers were also like super precious leather covers with a lot of engravings and decorations, metal elements, uh, precious stones. And she gifted two copies, since we're talking about gifts, she gifted two topics to, I think, her first editor and the first, um, like one of uh, the people (laughs) in charge of the first book, uh, sorry, the first movie. And then uh, the others, we, I don't think we know what they belong to. They were gifted as well, I think. And one, the seventh copy, I think it was um, auctioned for charity. Um, And then she actually printed it because the Harry Potter fandom really requested it a lot. Um, And so I think it's kind of a unique gift. I love the story behind it, you know, how it was created. Um, And I think especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, and it might be a nice kind of, you know, gift for you. Um, okay, how about any other book recommendations? Mm-hmm. So I have a recommendation for Sports Addict. Mm-hmm. Um, my recommendation for them would be uh, Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So um, the book follows the legendary tennis player, Kerry Soto, as she returns from retirement to the tennis world in attempt to save her record. Um, So the book is divided into different parts. So we get to see how everything started and how she, how the legend was created. And also uh, the tennis rules are very, very well explained and the games are smoothly described. I mean, I'm not a fan of tennis, but I was hooked from the beginning to the end. And I was like bored once. And um, also the story seemed so realistic. It is as if Kerry Soto has really existed. Um, oh, she also- hasn't? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all fictional. Okay. There's no Carrie Soto. And actually, it's like the same vibes of Daisy Jones and the Six, because for Daisy Jones and the Six, I mean, it was the same feeling. You, I felt personally as if the band existed. Uh, so, 
here we have a tennis player so it's a completely different domain but um the um, the writing style remains the main um also uh the book has a very strong message i think which is um don't let age stop you but also know that your whole life is not defined by a single accomplishment um so yeah the book is really really good and actually you should read it even if you're not a sports fan so it's good it's really good mm, i love tennis i might read it <laughs> really i i wasn't into tennis at all before mm. reading the, the book like i knew zero rule but while reading i discovered a lot so it's actually really beneficial for your general culture too so are you now into tennis no <laughs> i thought i was kind of interested while reading the book because i was very hyped but now the hype is gone <laughs> my friends uh, are playing paddle all the time and i'm oh. telling myself once i have to go with them and just try to do something <laughs> but uh, i never do so <laughs> maybe with this book is gonna give me the you yeah, know the book is really really good boost even though tennis and paddle are not the same but yeah mm. just um a uh, quick clarification that the the main character Carrie Soto she's not actually very friendly but she's kind of a bitch but uh, she's special uh, I don't know how to describe her but she's not like uh, the characters we long for uh, mm. the book is good nevertheless the book is good. I love I love when this happens and you have characters that are kind of unknowing sometimes or yeah not the perfect character I mean I totally see the point in portraying someone perfect or you know with a very good um arc that then has them end up in you know a very good relationship with the reader but at the same time I love when you have more imperfect characters that I feel like the dislike that you might feel in their regards is mostly might come from the relationship that you have with yourself and maybe the parts that you don't really appreciate of yourself. And so I find it very interesting to read about these imperfect characters because I think they're actually more realistic sometimes. Actually, not sometimes, like most of the times probably for me. <laughs> yeah, she is realistic, but she's... I don't know, she's kind of harsh, I mean, mm. and very, very selfish, but I mean, she's also really ambitious, like, her ambition is something, <laughs> she's really... <laughs> this kind of reminds me a little bit of Nesta, I haven't read the book that you were talking about, so maybe that's not the case at all, but the way you were describing her... It reminds me of how I felt about Nesta Archeron, um, mm -hmm. Fera's sister in the Akutar series. I really, really like didn't like her behavior at all. Um, kind of have the same vibes, yeah, kind of. I know, yeah, and I know a lot of people really love her as a character, especially because there is the last, the latest book, A Court of Sil Silver Flames, that goes into her story a lot. Um, and I see, I mean, I see the point and uh, having read the book, I really see like how her character evolved. And I love that 
you know, she delves into the relationship she has with herself, with it, which I think is very, very nice. But at the same time, like for me, I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting because I really don't like the way she behaves, but I know a lot of people really love her as a character. And so, I, yeah, it's really amazing to see. We all love a good written, morally great character, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, uh, complex characters are more interesting than like the, the all goody ones, in my opinion, because you relate to more. Yes. And I also think, at least for me, it's very liberating to read about women portrayed in such a complex way because historically we've been portrayed, you know, as these precious thing that needs to be saved or kept safe you know and just in a very flat way either you know as moms sisters you know like in in the family um role or just you know as side characters and so not I feel like historically women with some exceptions but especially from male authors we were often just not portrayed as in-depth as male characters, which I think is a pity. And I really love how lately so many authors, especially female authors or authors identifying as women, kind of bring female characters uh, to the world. Yeah. I kind of agree, actually. And I just noted that I only read basically books written by female women. Female Me too. Women. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> female authors, actually, yeah. I saw uh, what you're seeing, Emma, especially in iFantasy book, because iFantasy book, usually we have the chosen one and female characters are only something too hot like an accessory to the main character. But now that fantasy is more something different and like a lot of fantasy writers are female and they can like, you know, write from their own point of view. It's beautiful and having like this different point of view and this female character that has more complexity than they have been portrayed for years. So yeah, mm -hmm. and also I read more from from female authors. Actually, <laughs> I I I just checked my Goodreads and were, they were like, okay, ninety uh, percent are female, one percent are like um, <laughs> male author from South America. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should write a little bit more. But yeah, totally agree with you, girls. So how about instead, like book gadgets or bookish items you would gift to people that love reading? Hmm. I think I'll start with the basic one, which is a Kindle, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm saying this because all of my friend readers, I'm saying this to hi Louisa especially, um, they're more like into ebooks than physical books, which I don't get, but it's a choice. <laughs> and so they uh, read basically on their phones, which isn't ideal, mostly because of the notifications you get every now and then. They don't let you read in peace. Um, so yeah, uh, a Kindle would be a very practical and usable gift, in my opinion. I agree, 100%. <laughs> I love my Kindle. 
um, I also would suggest a good quality candle. Because, you know, in order to set the atmosphere and the vibes, when you are reading, you have your chocolate and your tea uh, and your candle. Uh, and also something that actually I would like to be gift if someone is hearing now and listening this podcast. It's a book stamp. The books, you know, that the one that say this belongs to Elena Library and you have oh, it. Yes. Perfectly. They're really, really cute. Yeah. And I saw everywhere really? on Pinterest. I was like, I want I want it. That's my thing. Yeah. So I think that I really totally appreciate it and love it as well. Mm-hmm. Of cozy stuff. I was also thinking about you know the the bookish lamps. Like they look like an ordinary book, and then you open them, and it's like an accordion lamp. So yeah, you can also cu- customize the cover, like write a cute note or a quote or something. So they look really good on a bookshelf. I think. Um, I was thinking pretty much the same, like cozy items, even just a cozy warm blanket um, or, you know, what I've also, um, so adding out to your point of candles, I saw there are some uh, candles tailored to specific books or a specific book series. And I think that's very unique or also like to be honest, for me, I would love to receive one of those sweaters uh, that are about one of the series that I was reading. So like Akutar, but actually maybe Throne of Glass is seen one um, that says like Fireheart or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I have such a... Whenever I'm reading the Throne of Glass series and uh, Rowan says like Fireheart, <laughs> I think this is going to end bad. I haven't finished the series, but it it feels like one of those like such loving uh, nicknames that you give to a person and that is so full of love that something bad needs to happen. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't well, know. But, yeah. That stuff are going to happen, but I knew uh, it. Oh. But, but not <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it, but bad stuff yeah. are going. But everything will be all right at the end, kind of. Kind of. I'm scared, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Just a warning. Um, speaking of uh, sweaters, like I have one in mind. It's like it's it's kind of embarrassing actually, but like last week I saw a TikTok about a sweater printed with photos of the actor who plays a uh, young President Snow. No. <laughs> along with the Wait, along with the phrase, I can fix him, <laughs> you know? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a toxic sweater, kind of, but I'm still not over the Hunger Games, so mm. what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just thinking if I have any more recommendations, but nothing comes to my mind yet. So I think um, I'm good. I think <laughs> quality pink, you know, pink from... Uh, books that you love for example with good quote and uh, that you can put on your uh, i don't know on your scars scars i have a lot of those because i was uh when i was in a college i had an obsession with pins so mm. i have a lot of pins <laughs> of uh, like every series i think a photo glass uh, a darker shade of magic um uh, oh. Red Rising, because 
I used to be a huge, huge fan of red rising. So yeah, I have them like freshly stored in a box in my room. You know what we would be so nice to kind of have different pins. So if you know someone that loves reading, you could get like a couple of pins from their favorite series or their favorite books and then have like a piece of cloth and pin them and make like a sort of um or oh, how do you say it? like the things you hang on the walls yeah i understand what you i don't know if you call it a carpet too but i have carpet. no idea but like yeah wall decoration i think that would be very thoughtful and mm -hmm. also speaking of this it's not a gadget but it's more of like an experience if you really want to go the extra mile for someone that you love or care about uh, that loves books I was I actually heard this from uh, TikTok uh, I think from actually the the podcast I read what she's reading uh, and mm -hmm. they were saying that a very nice gift would be to read your friend sister partners whatever the person you're you want to get the gift for their favorite book and make notes and highlight the parts that you love the most I think that would be like so thoughtful and so sweet um yeah definitely more an experience than a gadget and it requires probably a little bit more time but uh yeah I would love that. <laughs> that it's a more personal gift, so mm. it's better than any gadget. I mean, oh yeah, uh, it's a totally unique gift mm. Mm -mm -mm. for anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> People listening, okay. <laughs> um, also, for people listening, a big. Um, book bouquets, you know, uh, instead of flower bouquets. I don't know if you know the oh, trend. Or, yeah. Like yes. flowers, you have books and a flower or two, maybe, and also some chocolate. So mm -hmm. it's really romantic. And I it love is. It. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually have a book recommendations for um holiday Christmas period. And it's um, the Lonely Hearts Bookshop series by Annie Darling. So there are four books in total. And as the title suggests, the stories all happen in a cute little library in London. So um, each book follows the adventures of one librarian in particular. Um, yeah, the stories are light and sweet and dip in with romance and book references. So they can be read separately and... Um, the fourth book happens during Christmas, like it's all about Christmas. So yeah, definitely go for it. You know, another book that is set, I think, around Christmas, um, the novella from the Akutor series. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I keep going to the <laughs> Frost and Starlight. Yes. I keep going to the Alcatara series, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> I was thinking about, you I know, the cozy vibes, winter. I have read it. I really liked it. Uh, I know a lot of people just don't really enjoy it that much, but I feel like it depends how you go into it. Like if you're expecting the same depth and um, like things happening um, and pace of the other novels from the same series and maybe you're going to be disappointed but I was honestly just looking for a cozy novella to read more about 
uh, Fera and Rhysand. Sorry, my mind is still Rhysand. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I really enjoyed it. Or um, another book for the holidays that I think is very light, has lots of romance and made me reevaluate the friends to lovers trope is Love Light Farms by B.K. Borison. Um, it was very, very nice. And I know it's kind of a series of books. This one is set in winter and it's really cute. My recommendation for Christmas, <laughs> it will be A Christmas Carol from Charles Dickens. I think it's a good way to approach to Dickens writing because it's really easy to get uh, into it and I really love it because it sets the mood for the um, and it gives, it gives you the, um, the Christmas vibes but also I will recommend Letter from Father Christmas from Tolkien uh, and I just like I, I, was in, I was scrolling in my Goodreads in order to understand and see what was my what were my rates uh, of last year's in terms of, of in terms of Christmas reading and I just saw the note that I made when I finished that book and was like uh, you can feel love from every single page of this book because it's basically these oh. letters that he made for a wrote for is uh, for the his child yeah and he, he basically create uh, a new world with uh, polar bears and uh, santa claus that were like making uh what what they were making uh what they're doing in that period of time during christmas and they were sending these letters to his child and i was like whoa that's 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 huge that's that's a father that loves his his child uh and they, they were amazing because he created this new world this whole new world just for his child i definitely recommend because there is love in every single page of this uh book so really really recommend it oh so cute no. <laughs> so speaking of holidays and books we have an announcement for you guys and that is in the next episode of chapter chats and chill we will be talking about a holiday themed book and that is in the holidays by christina lauren yes <laughs> very very excited about it sorry spoiler with uh, yes yes <laughs> be prepared i think so be prepared <laughs> yes this is the time to read it <laughs> if you don't enjoy spoilers <laughs> okay um also to wrap up this episode we also wanted to to have like a bookish news for you guys uh and that's about the goodreads choice awards 2023 by the way, did you girls vote for the Goodreads Choice Awards? Mm -hmm. Oh no! I wanted to out about it. Then, <laughs> then I discovered that I, I haven't, I didn't read any book, so I was like, okay. Yeah, so me too. I, I read like two books, maybe. <laughs> but there are some like interesting uh, winners. So the best fantasy goes to Hellbent by Lee Bardugo, and I think Mara, you read something by. I read Damn, the first no. book of the series, aka okay. House, and it was like very different from other Lee Bardugo books because she's the author who wrote Six of Crows and um, uh, Grishaverse. And except that this one, it's more like a dark fantasy that combines mysteries, mm. a bit of thriller. 
So I read it a long time ago, so I don't remember all the details, but I just know that the story is set in the secret societies of Yale University. Um, that the main character has the ability to see ghosts. Um, that's all I remember. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was a nice read, but it was kind of creepy and gore per moments. So I really don't know if I'll be reading the other books, to be honest. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I also read uh, Ninth House because it's Lee Bardugo and I love her. And I also, as, as Marwa, I don't remember because I read it back in 2019. And mm-hmm. I remember I liked it. I haven't read the second one because the author uh, said that it was like five books or seven books. And I was like, what? It, it took three three years to for the second books to be out. So I was like, no, oh. no, no. no. <laughs> stop here and then I'm gonna wait a little bit more in order yeah. to have more but I remember I liked it uh I don't remember all the old story actually but yeah the, the, the whole vibes the setting Yale it was kind of dark academia kind of scary kind of fantasy yes. kind of whatever so I I, I like it <laughs> seems intriguing mm-hmm. um next category best romantasy fourth wing by Rebecca Yaros I've read it. I don't think you girls read it right. I, I loved it. To talk about this. <laughs> I loved the first book, which is Fourth Wing, but I was kind of disappointed because uh, one of the other candidate books was uh, the, oh my God, I keep forgetting the title because it's super long. The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. And I really, really loved it even more. So I was kind of disappointed, but also not so much. (laughs) Um, Then we have Best Young Adult Fantasy Science Fiction. And we have Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. I have this in my TBR. I I really want to read it. I saw a lot of edits about this. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I I also read a lot of good reviews from this. Same. Really, really good. <laughs> Best romance, Happy Place by Emily Henry. I haven't read anything about uh, from her, I think, but might be worth give it a try. And then Best Memoir, The Woman in Me by Britney Spears, which I'm listening to from you know the audiobook, and I think it's actually very interesting. Like I didn't know anything about her life, so maybe that's why. But uh, I, I'm really, really loving it so far. Oh, mm, I'm not really into the um, autobiography books, so me I neither. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, me neither. Yeah. But I will this is my it. first one. Mm. Nice. Emma, <laughs> tell us how if it's good or not. Yeah, I will keep you updated. And that's actually it for this episode. So we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. thank you for tuning into chapter chat and chill if you loved this episode make sure you give it a five star rating thumbs up and comment below what you want to hear next to stay connected in between episodes follow us on instagram and tiktok at chapter chats and chill